Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Cast, where we spotlight today's most exciting and inspiring quality professionals within the healthcare industry. Our podcast will dive into the career journeys of leaders that work daily to improve quality, safety, and service outcomes for patients, their family members, and their communities at large. Our mission is to provide motivation and direction to our listeners, encouraging you all to continue your efforts in improving the overall quality of healthcare. And now, your host, Jarvis Gray. Quality people, thank you all for joining in on day two and episode number two of our Lost Episodes series. Please do check out episode number one of these Lost Episodes for a summary on the background. And here in episode number two, I'm excited to introduce to you all a friend and colleague, Cody Hall. At the time of our discussion, Cody served as a process improvement engineer with Camden Clark Medical Center, which is a part of West Virginia University Medicine. In this episode, Cody breaks down a successful healthcare quality improvement team member as one that successfully can multitask, think critically, and manage their time appropriately. He highlights the biggest opportunity in healthcare today is really to remove waste and reduce costs. He shares a great career lessons learned around stakeholder management, and he highlights his love for process maps and data. Cody, man, I really appreciate you so much for joining the podcast at a time really when it was still very much a work in progress. I was personally inspired by you and our conversation, and I hope that our audience of quality people feel the same. Quality people, please do me two easy favors as you listen to this episode. First, ignore the background noise, because again, we are literally in the middle of a conference doing on-the-spot interviews. Second, please enjoy this chance to get to learn a little bit more about Cody. I'll see you all tomorrow as we return with episode number three and our next quality guest, Dr. Ben Slight. Hello, and thank you for joining the Healthcare Quality Cast. And today I'm here with my guest, Cody. Cody, are you ready to share with some quality people? Bring it on. Perfect. Well, now, for our listeners, Cody, can you please briefly describe your current role and background? Sure. So um, I'm a process improvement engineer for WV Medicine in West Virginia. Um, I work at our Camden Clark Medical Center facility in Parkersburg, and we're about two hours uh, southeast of Columbus, Ohio. Um, and so I do a lot of different things. Um, our department is kind of seen as uh, having really three functions. Um, I oversee our organization's Baldur's journey. I um, do a lot of data analysis and ad hoc reporting and then I also do the process engineering work and process improvement work managing projects coaching projects um, leading Lean Six Sigma teams things like that so that's primarily what my role is all right awesome and Cody what are three characteristics needed to be a successful healthcare quality improvement leader oh man um, you know I think the first thing is the ability to multitask I think multitasking is very important because there's so many moving targets when you're talking about healthcare quality. Um, you know, you're focusing on CMS things, you're focusing on things in your own organization. Um, so being able to multitask and think on your feet and think critically, um, very important skills to have. Um, other skills, you know, time management obviously is a huge one. Everybody's busy, but um, you know, but healthcare is a constantly moving target. Um, it's changing every single day, and we still don't know the, the future is really uncertain. So being able to to have that adaptability is important too. I'd say those are the big things. All right, awesome, perfect. And from your view of the industry, 
What would you consider to be the biggest challenges facing healthcare organizations today? Uh, it's cost. I mean, absolutely, number one. I, I, I can't imagine that it's anything else. You know, costs are spir spiraling out of control. And regardless of your political viewpoints, um, you know, the reality is that we have to do better um, when it comes to cost management and utilization and uh, making healthcare more affordable for our patients. I mean, there's, there's no reason for it to be as expensive as it is. So, you know, we have a unique opportunity to remove the waste in healthcare, make sure that we're delivering as much value for our patients as possible, and, uh, and get those costs down, because that's what needs to happen. Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful response there. Cody, can you share with us a moment of failure that you've experienced as a quality professional? Sure. Um, absolutely. So when I, when I was at a, at a prior hospital that I worked for, I was doing a project in our NICU to um, improve the delivery of breast milk and formula to our NICU patients. Um, great project, was successful. Um, and we, we, we implemented some great interventions and they haven't had an error um, related to breast milk and formula administration in several years. Uh, one issue that we had with that project, one intervention that we were gonna roll out was a new technology system to kind of help with some of the error proofing of that. And I did not do a good job of involving IT in that process. Um, I thought if I could show, you know, hey, there's gonna be an impact here, there's no way they're gonna say no, um, then you know, they wouldn't try to stop us rolling out that new system. And when push came to shove, when we got to the end of the project, um, you know, that, that didn't happen. So there was, there was an additional opportunity for us to do even more than what we were doing. It's still a great process, but I, that was a big lesson learned for me, is that I should have involved all the stakeholders from the beginning to, to make sure that project was successful. That's fair, and I always have a tough time asking those questions because I, I get to take you into a dark moment in your yeah. career path, but, yeah. um, you know, it's always important to learn Absolutely. from others and some of the, the facts, um, you know, from your experience. Absolutely. So uh, leaving out key stakeholders on a project is one of those things that will come to get you in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so, Cody, next question that I have for you is something of a two-parter. Okay. First, what inspires you? And second, how do you inspire others within your organization? This is a great question. So what inspires me? Um, I'm really inspired by our clinicians. I mean, it's something that I could never do. I mean, being an engineer, um, I'm inspired by the fact that, you know, they just throw themselves into the fire every single day and care for our patients. And, you know, whether that's an emergency care setting, an acute care setting, an ICU setting, it doesn't matter. Um, they're, they're really putting their patients first. And I get inspired here at this conference, too. Um, we're at the Healthcare Systems Process Improvement Conference right now. Um, you know, which is a great network of, of a lot of great people working in healthcare improvement. Um, and I'm inspired by all the things that I see my peers doing um, and, and, and learning from them and, and thinking about what I can take back to my organization and improve. Then what was the second part of this? Yeah, second part, so how do you inspire, how do I inspire others? others? Yeah, so I really just try to do that by leading through example. Um, you know, the, the best moment for me is when I'm teaching a Lean Six Sigma class or I'm coaching a project and somebody just gets it, the light bulb clicks. Um, you know, they understand and see all of this stuff, this Lean Six Sigma stuff that we're talking about and improvement and all these terms that we throw out and it comes full circle for them and, and they see a tangible improvement. Um, that, that's how I try to inspire others, is just by sharing my knowledge and, and, and what we do. All right, wonderful, wonderful. And what's one thing you wish you had known uh, before you started your current role? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good question. Hmm. I probably, um, my role currently is more analytic based than other roles that I've had in the past. Um, I still do a ton of process improvement work, uh, but I wish that I would have come into my current role with more analytic skills than I do now, um, just so I could provide better value for my customers. Yeah, that would probably be my, my one thing. Perfect. Uh, what's your most favorite part about working in healthcare? 
Oh, just the impact that we can have on patients' lives. You know, I, I knew from the time that I was an industrial engineering student at West Virginia University that I didn't want to uh, pursue a career in manufacturing. Yeah. You know, the, the, making widgets come off an assembly line faster didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, and so once I learned that healthcare was a career path for an industrial engineer, um, that not only encouraged me to stick with the program, uh, but also gave me some hope for a career that I could have. So I mean, the fact that you know every project that you do, um, you know, is is just a few steps or directly impacts the patient, is is very rewarding. Yeah, you're you're fortunate then because I didn't learn about healthcare until three or four years after graduating. Oh yeah, I was in the power industry yeah. and then moved into healthcare. Yeah, and same thing. It it hit me that we're here for a reason. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, next question, and I apologize for my listeners, we are reading our questions face-to-face, -face, so I'm trying not to stumble too much. Uh, Cody, could you share with our quality people one improvement tool or technique that you cannot live without? Um, probably value stream mapping um, or process mapping, um, you know, kind of interchangeable. Um, just because it's so vital to the start of every project. I mean, if you don't understand the process at a very detailed level when you begin, when you're in that defined phase and really understanding what you're trying to improve, you can't fix it. So, I mean, it's absolutely fundamental. And, and being more data-driven, I think a lot of times, you know, we're just naturally data-driven being engineers, but it's very easy to skip to just looking at the tangible things that you can see in the process and not always looking at the data to, to see what the data tells you. That's something that I've had to learn. Perfect. I love yeah. it. And. I call this next question the silver bullet question. Okay. What is one thing that healthcare professionals can do to foster a culture of continuous quality improvement? Hmm. Um, keep it about the patient. I think that's that's the biggest thing. You know, whenever whenever we try to focus on things other than our patients, and I mean finances and and growth and things like that are all very important. And you know that they secure our jobs for us and make sure that we're able to provide the care that we provide to our patients. But when we keep our everything that we do focused on the patient, it's pretty obvious where we need to improve in focusing on that. And obviously, you know, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist for Lean and Six Sigma. I think that, you know, what we do is a unique skill set that a lot of healthcare facilities don't take advantage of. So hire more industrial engineers, healthcare quality folks out there. I love it. Little pitch for us. I love it. Uh, Cody, if you could interview one leader in the healthcare industry, who would it be and why? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, one leader within the healthcare industry. You know, this is going to sound kind of cliche, but I would really love the opportunity to just sit down and talk with our um, system CEO, Albert Wright. Um, you know, he's, he's a very busy man, obviously, overseeing an 11-plus hospital system in the, in the state of West Virginia. But I've never really had a chance to just sit down and kind of pick his brain and, and learn about his vision for where we're going as an organization. And I mean, he does a pretty good job of communicating that. But just to kind of learn how he thinks and the way his brain works, um, you know, I, I would find that very interesting. Um, another person that I really admire is Mark Graben, who's here at the conference this week. I think everybody reads Graben and, and sees his podcast and stuff. It sounds a little cliche because he's here this week, but um, he would trust be on, me. He's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure be he finding is. Him. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is for good reason. But yeah, those would probably be my the first two that come to mind. All right, awesome, sure. wonderful. And I uh, I did miss a question here, so I'm okay. gonna back okay. up. Um, if you could trade jobs with anyone in your organization, who would it be and why? The CEO, because he makes a lot of money. No, okay. Um, I wouldn't want the CEO's job right now. Those, they're way too busy. Um, that's, an, that's a really good question. Um, you know, as I said before, I'm not, I'm not a cl clinical type person. I could never do direct patient care. I just, I just know that wouldn't work for me. Um, 
you know, we it, what would be interesting for me would to, would to be to move in the operational side, and you know whether that's a service line administrator role or, or something like that to really see what it's like to be responsible for business operations of, of a particular unit and clinical operations for a particular unit um, or service line. You know, I, I work with those people every single day, and I try to help them improve their areas. But to experience what that pressure would be like, I think would make me more would make me have a deeper appreciation when I am working with them. Well, so I'll share with you quickly. I had the opportunity to take over in a number of positions. Mm -hmm. um, I was an ER director at one point in my career mm -hmm. and, and a few other roles. Mm -hmm. It is a difference mm -hmm. to go oh, from yeah. fixing the processes to managing I mean, yeah. the process and the people and the customer expectations. Right. Um, it, it's, it, it helped my career out. Yeah. It brought me full circle to appreciate many things. I can see that. I can see that. So yeah. yep. if you get the opportunity, I'd definitely say take it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, What's one piece of advice that you would give healthcare organizations to help them better manage their operations and out improve outcomes? Sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think having a specific dedicated process engineering department is something that every healthcare facility in America should have. Um, I know it's an investment, uh, but the return that you're going to see on that investment could be a hundredfold very quickly. Um, you know, I've unfortunately seen organizations not sustain a process improvement initiative for a variety of reasons. Um, and, and, and that's really troubling because I think as industrial engineers or healthcare systems engineers, we provide, as I said earlier, a unique skill set um, and really understand process improvement on a different level than, than even clinicians do. Um, I mean, this is what we do for a living. You know, process improvement is our lives. We're not, we're not clinicians learning process improvement. We're process improvement people. Um, so I think having a dedicated group of people whose job it is to, is to do management engineering or improving processes or improving outcomes is, is absolutely vital. All right, I love that. And now for our closer. Mm -hmm. So, Cody, let's say we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great year has been for you in your mm -hmm. current role. Mm -hmm. Take a second and think about it. But what exactly would we, would we have achieved this year? And how are we celebrating? Yeah, so that's, that's a good question. So it's actually a, a kind of a big year for my organization coming up and, and in my department. We're rolling out um, for the first time internally in Six Sigma training, which is something I've, I've tried to, to get going for the last couple of years. And it's, it's finally on our strategic plan this year, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, so we'll be rolling that out. It, what would make that successful is if we have some good projects that come out of that uh, with measurable outcomes and impact. Um, you know, we got a lot of people through that training. Uh, we're going to start with, with, with a yellow belt for our leaders and then eventually deploy that to the front line and then probably start a green belt the following year. Yes. Um, so we're excited about that. So if that gets up and running and we see some great improvements from that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pretty happy about it come this time next year. All right. And how are we celebrating? What's, what's the celebration? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have a yenling at the bar or something, I guess. All I don't right. know. Fair enough. Works for me. Keep it simple. That's right. All right. So, Cody, that ends our time today. I want to appreciate you sharing uh, your great experience and so yeah. many great points of, of wisdom. Yeah. Um, Want to end the conversation with maybe sharing the best way that folks can connect with you or follow you on social media um, and then we'll officially sign off. Sure. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, at, our, at our Cody Hall is my Twitter handle. You tweeting a lot of stuff about healthcare improvement, some politics, you know, in there too. Sports. I love the I love my Mountaineers and my Dallas Cowboys. Um, so that's probably the best way to connect to me. Um, you know, my email address is rcodyhall at gmail.com, same as my Twitter handle. Um, so I'm out there, just find me. I'm the only Cody Hall that works for WV Medicine, so I'm not too hard to find on LinkedIn. All right, perfect. Uh, Cody, thank you again. And to our quality people everywhere, thanks for listening and making us a part of your day. All right, thanks, Jarvis. Appreciate it. Oh. 
Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Quality Cast, brought to you by the Quality Coaching Company. If you love the Healthcare Quality Cast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time.